Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, April 18th, 2011, and it's time for 10 dozen minutes of Dead Milkman with Chicken Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and uh, the crap in my sinuses is not getting billed, it's just me. Uh, and uh, we need to call Jake and see what his situation is vis-a-vis -vis sleeping and dreaming. Ringing. Skype takes forever to ring now. It's just like, uh, oh, there we go. Hey there. Good evening. What's shaking, Mr. Skeleton? I, uh, I don't know. I got a head stuffed with phlegm and various phlegm-related paraphernalia, so I, I will do my you best. Were getting, uh, metaphorically, you were going to say you had a, you know, you had a head stuffed with uh, diamonds and blood. Hmm. Maybe diamonds and rust. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Al allergies? Are you sick? Are you still? Do you have a baby fever? This thing, I don't know. My face hasn't been right since like February. Yeah, I mean, your face hasn't been right since puberty, buddy. I was gonna say birth, but yeah. Nah, you were a cute kid. I've seen pictures. Hmm. What have you been up to? Oh, little of this, little of that. More or less the same old shit. How about you? Uh, well, I could go with this, or I could go with that. But uh, I could roll with us. What did we do? We saw Sucker Punch recently. Oh, how do I, what did you think? I uh, it's one of those where I seem to have seen a different movie than almost everybody else who watched it and bothered to give an opinion. I thought it was really kind of not only just visually neat. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was cool looking. It was interesting, but I thought it was kind of smart and subversive and cool. Subversive? So I enjoyed it. What do, you, what do you feel it subverted? I, I, well, I feel like it subverted the audience's expectations to the point that a lot of people were just angry at it. Yeah. Or, you know, geez, it's supposed to be the sexy movie and it just cuts away every time the girl starts dancing. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's supposed to be some violent movie, but it's really, you know, there's not a whole lot of blood and guts. Like, exactly. I don't know. I, uh, I went into it expecting uh, expecting it to be terrible and for it to be somewhat made up for by uh, by the, the ripe, barely legal titties. Right. Uh, and ended up with something completely different. That's what I'm saying. Did you, did you feel as though somebody had, I don't know, punched you without your foreknowledge? Yeah, yeah. It's less like a less like a the kind of punch you would get in a boxing ring, you know, and more just like like something that was sprung on me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. You know, I like uh, it's hard to say. I always want people to be wrong when everybody believes something, you know. Right. Because um, I mean, you know, thirty million Elvis fans can definitely be wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, which is not to say that I think Elvis is bad. I don't really have an opinion about Elvis. I, I think all I know is that I'm supposed to believe that he just stole everything from the black man. Well, he just did it better, is all. You know, like well, I mean, he's white. Of course he did. Yeah. Who is going to be better at singing, like, rhythmic music than a white guy? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I it's hard for me to figure out how I feel about that movie in the context of how everybody else felt about the movie, right? Because uh, well, there like, was 
so much poison poured into my ear from every media outlet about it that I I didn't start at zero. Yeah. I like after I watched it I went back and read some of the reviews cuz that's something that interests me is just how far off my take of things is from somebody else's and you get the lazy reviewers saying like oh, it was just loud and nonstop action and just impossible to follow and boring like no you're a critic it is your job to watch the fucking movie and understand what's going on and why so it didn't really buy that there was the like loud dumb and sexist and like yeah I don't know I think it was doing its best to, to kind of maybe even satirize sexism but I gather that that looks exactly the same as being sexist right well I mean I this is a brilliant parody of pornography that's the thing I mean I don't know like it certainly did not to me feel like something that was exploitative it felt like something that was sort of pointing out the evils of exploitation right but who knows? Maybe not. You know, I mean, may, maybe like it is hard to say. You're right, because you know what's what. What is the difference, right? Something that I mean, it's one of those things. Like, all right, does showing something tacitly support it? Right. Because I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think so, but maybe it does. You know, I mean. But there was the idea you know, that that the uh, that uh, the only way the female character can win is by losing that kind of thing like the only way that she can be totally free is to just have her brain taken away isn't that typical of what a man would say like that i think is completely ridiculous yeah i mean i i think that there is like if you if you put a male in the same role where it's like all right you know this is one of those movies where the main character is not getting out alive it just wouldn't be a thing at all right yeah Nobody would. Nobody would waggle a finger. Nobody would. Nobody would even take a second breath, and then everyone would die. I think Sucker Punch uh, is out of theaters already, so we can be forgiven for spoiling it. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, you um, should have gone and seen it. I remember Ebert uh, saying that he found the plot incomprehensible, which struck me as really weird. Ebert frequently says that because he's, I don't know. I really like him and respect his opinions when he's not just like. What is this crazy movie that the kids are making nowadays with the loud and the whole hey hey hey? Mm-hmm. You know, is that what his is that what his fake computer voice sounds like? Yeah, exactly. I actually just entered that sentence into that program to have it read he, he back. Got, he got the like female impersonator doing a Jerry Lewis impersonation. I, I guess module installed. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's just weird because I like I did not I found the plot to be a little bit, uh, you know, it was weird, but it was not inscrutable. I mean, it was like, oh, I see. So they got this multiple levels thing going on. There was a little bit of confusion. Like I thought for basically the entire movie that the that the kitchen was on the primary level of uh. reality. Because there is a kitchen on the primary level of reality, right? Yeah, and it has the same guy in it in exactly the same role. Yeah. Right? And so I thought that... And I don't know if that was just, like... A failure of editing, a failure of my ability to comprehend it, but, like, I was like, oh, okay, so this is going on in the asylum. 
and then this other thing. But then all of a sudden, like three quarters of the way through the movie, a guy from the bordello comes into that kitchen. I'm like, wait, what? Because uh, oh. the costumes are different in the asylum, though, right? Oh, they're like uniforms? Yeah. Because they're just dressed in like people clothes in the asylum, right? And then I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I mean, I guess like sort of getting to the point where you realize that almost none of the movie takes place in the asylum. Right. I don't actually remember. Right? It's kind of bookended by the asylum. It it was also something that, like the same way that I felt about the fountain, that it's pointless to kind of pick apart well, what really happened, which one of these is the real story, what's in the context of the reality of the movie, what exactly happened. Like, I don't think that there's a point to that because I don't think that was the point. I think it was like, these women, you know, here's your basic women in peril thing that everybody throws at you. Here are three different ways you could handle that. So I don't think it made a big deal. Like, well, wait, was she in the asylum when she... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it it only bothered me because it it made me feel like I had missed something. Sure, you know, I I don't like. I'm not going to say like, oh, that you know, this there was just some flaw. Like, I uh, while it bothers me, you know, the whole Inception thing, like <laughs> it not sort of following its own rules. And I know that that like doesn't bother you at all. And it's just it's that weird continuum that you're you're further to one end of it than I'm on as far as like it, it is important that these rules be followed right i mean it, I it's, it's sort of like the whole balancing a game <laughs> until it's not fun and <coughs> uh, you know it some things there can be some some transgressions of logical consistency in the service of making something awesome yeah to say the the point of the whole of all the fantasy sequences was you know for most for the most part just to be cool to look at so i'm willing to say like okay sure she's having a fantasy and in that fantasy she's having another fantasy and you know but i do think that he was he had something to say with that and that the movie was structured that way for a reason and thought it was weird that nobody nobody was getting my back on that mm. i uh, you know what i don't like is uh the bus driver guy who's also the like sensei guy uh, who's also the like uh you know uh whatever admiral <laughs> guy right. Given that um, you didn't like the dude in Kill Bill, I'm not surprised. Yeah, and I that's what that so it feels like that role was written for David Carradine, and since they couldn't get David Carradine since he wanked himself to death, uh, they tried to get Christopher Lambert, who also couldn't do it. So they got some new guy who is is stepping up to fill that gap in in whatever balance the world needs of guys that are supposed to be total badasses even though they have speech impediments. Did he have a speech impediment? I don't know. He just, he did not have the right voice for the no. role. I liked the, the like, obvious cliche thing, though. Again, and one other thing. Obvious cliche. Right. I mean, that's that fine, cool. right? And that's fine that that's a thing that your, your guy does. I, I just, like, you know, it's one of those things, like, Christopher Lambert as Raiden in Mortal Kombat, right. which otherwise, fucking masterpiece of modern cinema. Of course. Right? Um, Hello, like, I am Redden. I am how you say Redden. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I cannot see that guy as a badass. I cannot see David Carradine as a badass. 
because they don't sound like badasses, right? I, I'd There's, say Steven Seagal's in that boat, too. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, is all mincy French man. He's a badass until he talks. Right. So really, you've got, so, like, Stallone, who sounds like a badass, just somebody who's been hit in the head too many times, and Schwarzenegger, right. who sounds German, and, you know, we associate Right, German. so, yeah, we that implies badass. And, I mean, you know, say Clint Eastwood, just total badass. Like, Jack Nicholson, same deal. Like, they those guys carry themselves like badasses. And it's just, it's weird, man. Is is it this whole thing where, uh, you know, you, you have to lament the, like, role of the male in, in modern culture? Where yeah. it's like, you know, you're, you're, we've, we've lost the premium on machismo, so now, I mean, what's good, what happens in 20 years to all of the actors? You know, do we get, like, Shia LaBeouf as, you know, the man without a name? Like, there, there are a couple, like, some of these guys are going to grizzle up pretty nicely, I think. Brad Pitt is weirdly becoming that macho guy, like an inglorious bastards. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. He's kinda kinda grizzling up. Although there was a an article I read recently about why none of the why our superheroes are starting to be played by British guys. Which basically said in America we've gone for the like Leonardo DiCaprio level of like kinda schlubby like a gay kind of overweight beefy guys and so you needed to go get Christian Bale and the guy who was playing Superman from the UK because they still have a real man over there sure oh you know uh, you know who uh, you know who could fill those roles is uh, Kevin McKidd and that other guy from uh, Rome the guy that played Titus Polo I was just reading uh, recently where he's in something he's getting some work so that's good that guy's a fucking badass oh yeah he looks and sounds like a badass. Have you watched Rome at all? Uh, no. Hmm. I should. Next time you're at her, I will loan you my DVDs of it because it is worth watching. It's fucking good. Um, or, you know, maybe by that time you'll have seen the light and bought an iPad and then uh, you'll... Uh, I doubt if HBO's original series will ever be on Netflix streaming. Hey, Someday you'll be able to digitally. Here's something that, you know, I'm, I'm not reopening the iPad debate at all. It's totally sure. cool that you got one, but... When people are talking about watching movies in bed on the iPad, what are you doing with the iPad to, to watch them? Are you, like, propping it on your knees? Are you just holding it? I, you know, my, my, what I said when we were having that conversation today is I think that I would, if I was watching a movie in bed, I would rather watch it on my phone. Mm. Because that way I can lay on my back and I could just set the phone on like a wrinkle in the blankets and have it propped up. Sure. All right. I mean that's fine. Uh, this, the iPad has that like magical cover thing though. The the yeah, here's true. here's it one advantage to watching a movie on the iPad. I can set it up far enough away that two people can watch it comfortably, uh-huh. and it's not so small that you can't actually watch a movie on it. That so that I mean that's that's a thing that I just discovered today. You know. I got this thing for work, but I have to admit that I'm, you know, it's it's fun to mess with. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm allergic to uh, iPads. Now, the, um, I guess that, that makes sense, but I don't know, maybe my bedroom is configured weird. Like, we have a nightstand on either side of the bed, right? So, it's way easier to just set a laptop to the side of the bed and open it to the angle where both of us can kind of recline in the bed and watch it. 
isn't it ne- isn't it like next to your head though if you do that or do you put a nightstand down by the foot of the bed or well we have like we have a queen we have a king size bed so you put the laptop facing directly sideways and then you lie down on your side you spoon your lady and you watch your movie oh wow boy would I not I I cannot watch a movie if my head is not oriented with north up watching the movie uh-huh. well we also will grab like a we have a little breakfast tray on legs back when we didn't have a kid, and I would occasionally serve breakfast in bed so I could get a blowjob. Oh, okay. But, uh, Is, was that know. like a one-to-one thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, however many eggs I put in the breakfast in bed was however many blowjobs we got. That was why we put on some weight, because we were eating like a dozen eggs every morning. Yeah, because you needed a dozen blowjobs a day. Yeah, and boy, does uh, getting head not burn calories the way you think it would. Yeah. But, you know, so you take that tray, you put it in the middle of the bed, in between you, and then you open the laptop. It just seemed like I was imagining people with the original iPad talking about how much more convenient it was for watching movies in bed. And just trying to figure out what that looked like. Like, to me, lying in bed with my knees up and the thing propped on the knees seems like that would be really uncomfortable before too long. Mm, Yeah, I don't think that would be uncomfortable. I, so, I don't like using a laptop in bed in general because every laptop that I've ever had, if you put it on like a crumpled up blanket or whatever, it overheats. Like not to the point where it stops working, but to the point where it's like, oh God, I can just feel the heat just baking off of this thing. Yeah. And it grosses me out. The new laptop I don't like those hot things uh... in my bed. You know, speaking of this this exchange rate, I should have taken advantage of this the other day. I uh, I cracked open an egg when I was making breakfast yesterday. Totally oh, had right. two yolks in it. You have like I a have, uh... blowjob factory in the back there. I know. Uh, I I should have. Uh... Well, no, I, I'm okay. I have three blowjob factories, each of which lays eggs, which are oh my <laughs> currency to use with. I could have I could have leveraged that double yolked egg into a threesome. You could have. I had your system set up. Uh, yeah, man. I wondered why that egg was so big, and when I cracked it, there were two yolks inside. Mm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, the, uh, also, my chickens are retarded. I've been letting them out, uh, and sure. they're supposed to just sort of naturally go back to where they roost when it starts to get dark, uh, but like a fence that they can see through but not walk through just fucks those circuits right up huh so i went out like last night and they were just freaking out they had gotten as close to the coop as they could without actually going around the corner that they had to go around to get there and were just huddled there flipping their tiny collective shits and you're like when the chickens come home to roost we'll be like oh i guess they're not coming i better go guide their stupid poultry asses back Mm. Anyway, so yeah, you saw Sucker Punch. Did you did you find a babysitter and stuff? Did you did you just stick your kid? Did you put your kid in a bag and hang the bag from the ceiling? <laughs> no, we had uh, his godmother gave us a list of dates that she what she was available, so like a couple a month, so that we could go on dates. We mm. you know we're like you know we've already done the like dinner we did a like a bowling date we did all these things where we sit and look at each other and talk like why don't we just go see this movie that we really want to go see yeah i can see it you so get did. fed up with that shit in a hurry well i was like we 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 spent the entire day looking at each other and talking let's just go watch i was this movie. I, I was kidding that's just more i like 
I always want to be doing something. On, I, I think I, I think I largely missed the point of dates because I always want to be doing something, right? Like, right. You know, like, yeah, let's go bowling. Let's let's watch a movie. Let's uh, uh, go on a hike or whatever. But all of the things that I like doing with other people, I like doing and then not actually talking to anyone else while I'm doing it. Right. You know, I like to go on a hike, and everybody's like, why are you walking so fast and so far ahead? And I'm like, trying to get this hike done. All right. Like, the fuck are you doing? Standing out here for your health? The problem with uh, bowling with two people is that you don't really get a chance to talk to each other. Unless you just kind of... Unless you take the bowling really easy, you know? You kind of both bowl and then you chill out for a while. And then you bowl a little more. Saying, you still there? Yeah, I'm looking okay. at this weird thing that you uh, linked. Oh, that's right, I sent, I sent a link to the, the Miniot wooden cover that's the the same as the smart cover only it's made out of wood yeah i don't think i want that you don't want some wood on your ipad i, I know got that the regular you have smart wood cover and it's, it's it's feels kind of magical yeah. I, like i was like huh how does this thing go on here and i sort of got it near the ipad and it just leapt into place yeah it just like hugged your your shit tightly yep and then uh, you open it and the thing wakes up and you can fold it into a little stand watch a movie that was what got me you know I saw okay it's the same price but they made like almost everything better as far as the processor and the RAM and everything and oh and it, yeah that that cover is pretty sweet okay like still don't need one but I can dig that other people would buy that thing that that thing was neat yeah, yeah. the cover that cover was like 40 bucks though yeah but dude you already spent what what was it, like 1500 is what that iPad cost yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. And I actually had to—I had to send them one of the rooms from my house. Yeah. Uh, you know what I had How forgotten, you... uh, but was reminded of in chat a few minutes ago. The—the—the uh, uh, the, the name of the type of music that the Star Wars Cantina Band is playing is apparently jizz. Neat. J i z z. Which is like you know, like jazz, but with a different vowel. It's like jazz, only it. Uh has more semen in it. It's a, like a saltier, more, uh, kind of smells a little like detergent. It's like jazz, but it sort of just gets, gets inside you, you know, it, and it just it gets, gets, gets everywhere. And it's, it's impossible to clean out of your hair. Yeah. Oh boy. How would you know? Well, I used to have a goatee. <laughs> yes, you did. That I, uh, that I discovered that when I was with a lady, actually that uh, got it, it was only then that we got the, the pressure high enough to get stuck in there and Jesus Christ is that embarrassing that's gross man it is that's, I mean the fact that you told that story is gross no the fact that I told that story is uh, bold bold, huh? bold. That's, that's what you're going to say I'm bold my name is Mr. Skullhead and one time I came in my goatee Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, douchey uh, douchey hipster affectations, I uh, I started using this uh, cold uh, coffee press thing. Did you really? It was good. I so like, you, you uh, go out and you hot check stuff on got, your hot chickens. Stuff got one for his girlfriend, and I tried some of the coffee, and I was like, "Wow, that's good!" And you can sort of make coffee once a week, and then you always have coffee. 
Um, and it was also like the thing is it actually saves money because like on a day when I'm just getting up and going to work, I would always stop and get a cup of coffee. But now I just have a thing of this coffee liquid at the office and I can make coffee there. So it's pretty the, good. How does that work then? So you uh, you pour a bunch of coffee grounds. I, th- I think that it makes as near as I can tell, it makes significantly less coffee with the same amount of coffee beans, uh-huh. which is probably going to end up you know, costing the same or more in the long run. But you put a whole bunch of like, you know, two thirds or three quarters of a pound of in this thing. Uh, and then you fill it up with like seven cups of water and you let it sit for like 12 hours. And then there's a filter in the bottom of it and a little plug and this like glass uh, sort of, uh, uh, yeah, what do you call it? Like a carafe. Sure. Um, that, you, that then gets filled up with six or seven cups of this like super strong coffee concentrate stuff um, and then you pour some of that in a cup and fill it with like water from an electric kettle and it's just delicious coffee oh huh that is interesting so you just make a batch and then it keeps in the fridge for a couple of weeks although we drink enough coffee around these parts that I've had to make one once a week um, so you next- know I'm not going to say that it is better than like I remember this I remember one time when I asked I made the mistake of asking somebody what a good coffee shop was in San Francisco what I meant was what is a place that is near here that sells coffee is there a good right. coffee shop around here and I got sent to this place. I was like, hey, can I get a cup of coffee? And they were like, whoa, what kind, buddy? And I'm like, uh, the kind I would want if I didn't know anything about coffee. And not even that was enough. Like, I couldn't I couldn't get past I couldn't get past that particular troll. But uh, one of the things they sold there was cold-pressed coffee. And I, so I was, I was predisposed to hate it. Um, but it was pretty right. fucking good. So in a month, you're going to say, so I got this new bike... And it's so much better because it doesn't have any gears. It just you you're you push the pedals and the wheel turns and you don't have that intermediary in there. I am gonna say this, Mr. Skullhead. I absolutely hate the idea of a fixie. Uh, but sure. the gear the single gear is not the problem because when I bought like when I actually was like, Alright, I've been riding my bike enough that I'm gonna get a good bike, I bought one that only has a single gear. Sure. Because all I do is commute on perfectly level terrain, and I know fuck all about fixing a derailleur, and that's a thing that just always breaks. Uh-huh. So a single-gear bicycle has way fewer points of failure for somebody who just does not give a fuck about learning how to fix a bicycle. It's the fact that you can't, like, use brakes Thank or you. stop out pedaling backwards or whatever that makes fixies ridiculous. Yeah, I, I like the ability to... Like, run the pedals backwards while I'm coasting? That kind yeah, of thing. me too. Because that's fun. What other what other affectations could you... Could you affect? I don't know. I've rocked the mustache. Yeah. That might be out of... Like, I you think this shit is changing too fast. You, 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 you don't use soap. You don't use soap. You raise chickens. You have cold-pressed coffee. These aren't affect... Raising chickens and not using soap are not affectations. Oh, I think... Things that they talk about on Boing Boing as if everybody should be doing them when, in fact, nobody is doing them is the, the category that I'm thinking of here. Oh, I see. I know you're not I doing mean, these things to, to conform to some idiotic ideal of cool. Places are fucking full of fixed-gear bicycles, though. Like, that is, not, that is not a big thing. That is a thing that is catching on goddamn everywhere for no fucking reason. 
Right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I uh, oh oh I uploaded pictures of uh, the contents of my pockets to Everyday Carry. Excellent. Uh, I don't actually know if I did, and I also don't understand. Like, I I I was very confused when I looked at that Everyday Carry website, and then I came to the realization that I think maybe it's just a running gag on there that what you do is you take a picture of everything that you carry and eight or ten knives. Huh. Because every picture is like, oh, wallet, phone, 12 knives. <laughs> I'm like, that is not, that can't be, like, either this has become a haven for just crazy survivalists, or this is just some kind of meme on here. <laughs> Do you suppose, um, though, because I know there is a, there's that subculture, right? Where, like, a guy with a utility kilt is probably going to have 12 different knives to stick in his 12 different pockets, right? Really? Should I get, uh, there's, I, a, there's a subculture. There's like a, a fetishist thing. Not like a sex I'm just fetish, wanting your just pants like to be real heavy for... Digging, you know, like carrying around, you know, like the dude who carried around throwing stars in high school? That's what he does when he gets, like, out of college and has a job. Right, he keeps buying, like, $60 switchblades. Yeah. Not switchblades, like those knives that have the, like, notch on them and don't lock... Yeah. So, so that you can uh, just kill yourself. Yeah, I cannot imagine the value in carrying like a knife with a serrated blade around with you. Uh huh. Because what the fuck are you gonna do with that? Well, it's a simple machine. You don't have to use force. I guess. And when you get what you want, you can put the rest on a tray in a ziploc bag. I mean, I'm about carrying a knife, right? I carry. Like, and I feel like this is almost unforgivably dorky. I carry a Leatherman around with me all the time, and it's like, you know, I'm willing to be the guy that they make fun of for carrying a Leatherman because I'm also the guy that will always be able to open their beers for them no matter where we are. Right. You know, and if I need to fix something, I don't have to, like, drive home and get a screwdriver. Although, you know, I use the screwdriver once every six months. Mm. Probably the energy that I burn carrying the weight of the Leatherman is more than it would take to just go back and get a screwdriver when I needed it. I would like, I think now that I'm not flying somewhere every month, I think I could dig carrying around, like the Skeletool, the Leatherman Skeletool is pretty pimp. Is it? Yeah, it's the one that's like kind of minimalized. So it still has most of the shit that the regular Leatherman has, but it's really thin and light. All right, they've cut out all the extraneous metal. Uh-huh. I'm just all about Majuse S2. Sure. In uh, Handsome Storm Gray, which looks purple. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, anyway, we could uh, we could probably answer some questions from okay. the kids. There's not a whole lot shaken on the Twitter. We could jump into the yeah. forum thread if you'd like. There's not a damn thing shaking on the Twitter. It's not all about. Uh, Blister guy wrote, "Why doesn't the organ grinder make ultra rare pies? Did you think that would be a dick move?" And that's capitalized as though "dick move" is a guy. Yeah, he's the guy who does the Law and Order series. Be a pretty good uh, name for a character. Like, don't be like "dick move." <laughs> you know, "dick move" is my least movie. favorite Bob Seger song. Mm-hmm. Working on the dick moves. Yep. What are you doing, Bob? I'm just working on my dick moves. <laughs> okay, we'll uh, we'll see you later. <laughs> we'll be in here when you're done. 
Yeah. You got to be careful. Uh, you'll end up with the fire down below if you're not careful with your dick moves. <laughs> yeah. And that never gets that never gets old. Uh, talking about the fire down below as though uh, as a euphemism for venereal disease. Yeah. They've only got one thing in common. They slept with you, and that's like sleeping with everyone you've ever slept with. <laughs> They've only got one thing in common. Cloud of thousands of sexual partners. Somebody should make a website where you can enter your name and the names of your sexual partners and then see some kind of like flow charter diagram. Wait, is that not what Facebook is? I think you're doing Facebook a little bit wrong. Yeah, wow. And I wondered why everybody keeps asking me to friend them on Facebook like that's not a big deal. Yeah. It does make sense when you're culling your your Facebook friends because your life is too complicated and you you need yeah. to get rid of 50 people. And, you just that have means to elect you, to have not had sex with them. Yeah. Well, it, retroactively. It just removes the fact that you had sex with them. Facebook is some powerful tech. Yeah. Um, boy, I, I got rid of it on my phone and I have not been bothered to log into it on my computer <laughs> since then. Mr. Skullhead, what is the matter with me? Why, why can't I stop picking at wounds, basically? Why do I get drawn into arguments? Now, you know, I feel like working on this game for all of these years has gotten me past the point where I'm going to get into arguments with random strangers on the internet. Because, you know, arguing with our player base the times that I've done it, it just never fucking gets me anywhere. Right. Never goes anywhere at all. So I've I've decided switch back to the like you know the typical like proclamation from on high. Don't really participate in discussions that I just know are going to make me angry and are not going to help anybody or change anybody's mind. Why can't I do that with my friends? I don't know, man. I feel the same way when like twelve people post something about how God is great or a Bible verse or something. Like people that I went to high school with. And weren't all Jesus-y then, and are now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's no way to say Jesus Christ quit talking about Jesus Christ without causing a fight. It bugs, right. it bugs me, though. Ah, Data Vortex had written, uh, Haha, catching up. No, open source is not an end unto itself, and I'm not going to yell at you. Yeah, Data Vortex is never going to yell at me. He's never going to yell at us, because he's a super, super nice guy. Yeah. We're going to say all kinds of terrible things about his belief systems. Well, you know, I used to engage Data Vortex on Facebook, and you know, he would post some libertarian thing, and I would post back with a rebuttal, and we would argue for a while, and or I'd post something angry liberal, and he'd post the, well, you see, both parties are evil, and that's why you should never vote for anybody except people who are never going to win office. And, uh, you know, after a while I did just kind of check myself before I wrecked myself and spent an entire day pissed off about that. Because, you know, I think he's a great dude. I don't want to argue with him. Yeah. I mean, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, I, several, several years ago, many years ago, decided, you know what? I know some great people who are, are religious and I would rather be friends with them than argue with them about religion. Yeah, I'm glad that you feel that way. 
And I'm just like, I don't. I, I, I would like, have lasted like three months. Yeah, but I mean, that's and that's the thing. It's like I feel like you know, with you and with the the pretentious artists, I I just I got to the point where I'm like, wait a minute, this is not this is not doing anything except making me kind of a dick. Mm. But but it's like why why do I not feel that way? Like I I mean I I can usually avoid arguments about politics. Like I can usually if I start if I see somebody just posting something idiotic. I will start typing a reply and then I will shut it off. But this last one was just fucking like, I knew, I knew when this shit down, the shit went down in Japan that there was going to be this fresh wave of just absurd anti-nuclear power sentiment. Uh-huh. And I knew that it was going to piss me off. And I just, uh, God damn it, Mr. Skullhead. God damn it. This is why I can't have nice things if we're considering Facebook to be a nice thing. I don't know. Like, I don't spend a whole lot of time on Facebook these days, and Twitter I've almost completely quit using my own account. Oh, yeah? Part of that is that I downloaded Tiny Wings for the iPod and have been spending almost all of my free time doing that instead, so... Is that like a Pilot Wings for the iOS? No, oh, geez, you should check out Tiny Wings. It's a it's a game that has one control. You play a little bird who wants to fly, but his wings are too small to fly. So all he can do is kind of slide down these hills and bounce off of the top. And you hold you like put your finger on the screen and hold it to have him tuck in his wings and slide and then you release it when he's on the upswing so he can glide. So it's okay. super super simple control. But I've just been playing it for hours because it has a really good achievement system. Yeah, do you upgrade and stuff? Well, all you, all you upgrade is your nest, which does nothing. Except change your score multiplier, which just means that that number is higher. Mm-hmm. But it's like, one of the achievements is play to the fifth island. You know, play to level five with the screen upside down. So right when I was getting bored, it threw this achievement at me to turn the thing upside down. And then when I got bored, when I was getting really good at it, then it gave me an achievement to make it halfway across the screen playing as poorly as possible. So it's a really interesting example of how achievements can be used to make a game where there's almost not one. Right. And it's really to pretty. To keep you playing know. something that is not actually a lot of game is, is what some people would describe that yeah, as. Yeah, it's not a whole lot of game, but it is pretty and relaxing, and it gives you that feeling that you just missed it and you should try again when you don't quite get it. Check it out. It's, it's really good. I will. I think it's a um, dollar. I, see, I tend to, like, I, I have my personal Twitter account I don't really do anything with except for listen to a bunch of people. Right. Like, I think that I have posted two or three times in reply to something that, like, somebody that I knew posted or whatever. I It's like, I feel like every once in a while I will think, ah, oh, man, if I'd been paying attention to Twitter three hours ago, I would have had a really funny thing that I could have gotten, you know, Patton Oswalt to retweet or whatever mm-hmm. when they were having some funny hashtag off, which I think is called a, a jerk off. Hmm. I think that's that what they call a, that. A hash bar? Yes. Um, and people who are really good at it are hash bards. That's true. 
Tell me again about the hash bards. Uh, luxurious, and uh, luxurious, Lurexus, <laughs> uh, which is an anagram of Urlexus. Oh, your card I, is posting now? I know I talked to, I know I talked to you, speaking of which, I know I talked to uh, about this on the radio, but I don't know if I talked to you about it on the radio. Did I tell you about the thing that my cousin posted to Facebook, which was just like, it was this poem about how we miss you since you're in heaven, and it's like, if you have somebody that you love and is in heaven instead of on earth now change your status to this right and i was like all right i can't get mad at her because it's about my grandma and you know i also miss my grandma and i'm not gonna like but then her friend uh her friend replied i think the the thing that encapsulates everything that i hate about both the internet and modern modern uh culture which was in all lowercase i sorry for or loss i uh, that bears that bears repeating. I'm sorry, sorry, listeners who already heard that story, but uh, yeah. it was important. That, it was just, uh. that shit. Okay, so the whole like every five minutes a badger is raped into getting breast cancer. If you know a badger who has been raped into getting breast cancer, post this status. That shit's annoying, but I think it's even more annoying when people start like. If your loved one has been eaten by a dragon, post this message. Like the snarky comeback that's the same for everybody. That's a that's a, a, a that, cure who's a cure that's worse than the problem. That's curing cancer with AIDS is what that is. Ah oh boy. <laughs> Very few people know that. If you have cancer and you get AIDS, you don't have cancer anymore. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Unless you get AIDS cancer. Cancer of the AIDS, yes. That's the only cancer that AIDS cannot prevent. <laughs> um, but you can get double AIDS. You know, when life gives you doubles. Yeah, you, you can get like a roll AIDS going. Uh, anyway, Lorexus said uh, he, he sent a picture of a, a, a Knob Goblin Spear My Moxie bumper sticker uh, that had been salvaged from his wrecked car. And it's just stuck to a bunch of broken glass. Which, I, that was the same thing. My uh, my lady friend's windshield got uh, broken by baseball bat hooligans. Mm. And uh, the, the people salvaged the little sword and martini guy from the back window on the chunks oh. of broken glass. See, it's kind of uh, cool in like a post-apocalyptic way. Yeah. I apply all of my bumper stickers to my filing cabinet instead of my car. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about that unless my house burns down. Knock wood. I only have the the KOL sticker, the the just the sword and martini guy die cut sticker on my car. My mom always yells at me. She doesn't really yell at me. She's like, "I want you to make me a thing that I can put on my car that has the website address on it." And I was just like, "Mom, no. <laughs> Driving a car with a URL on it <laughs> makes you useless. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a good website." As soon as you put it on a car, it becomes shady bullshit. Well, what you need first is to put it on signs by the side of the road. Oh, yeah, yeah. That say, earn money working from home. Yeah. Fart202.sweetjobzz.com Yep. Um, <clears throat> Alright, so I think that was, uh, that was all the Twitter for the last six months. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we did uh, Ira Glass links to that My Next Tweet thing, which is actually pretty funny to run through 
uh, to run our stuff through it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny, at least. I agree. Uh, so we can get part way into this forum thread, then take a little break for me to uh, to to get a poop on. Beer. Okay. Sure. Poop on. So you were saying for me too, and I said poop on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm topical. That's what I am. Man, you know what I did today for lunch for the first time ever? I made a grilled cheese sandwich where the cheese was melted and the bread was not burnt. Nice. I'd never been able to rock both of those at the same time. What kind of cheese are you using? Uh, Colby Jack. Fair I think it's a problem when you use real cheese, right? Like, if you just use, like, a craft yeah. single, that shit's gonna melt. I tend to breathe. just put a, uh, put it on, like, medium to low heat and then put a lid on top of it. Mmm. And that makes the cheese melt a little faster than the bread burns. Wow. I feel you. Cooking, cooking tips for free. With your radio show that's ostensibly about video games. Exactly. I'm going to start cooking hot dog for you. Every week it'll be just a recipe for cooking hot dogs. Cool. Uh, King Stupid says, uh, this joke credit goes to my daughter. What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? The Holocaust. I beg to differ. Uh, Let's see. Giarge says, uh, okay, first a question you didn't answer last week. When the start of an, uh, an Alice's Army game spits, player name has joined your game into the chat. Instead of the whole thing being a link to play Alice's Army with others, can the player name be made a right-clickable link to their profile? It would make rematches easier and make things make a little more sense. Yeah, that's one of those things where every time something like every time a message gets shot into chat by something, we have to remember to make it a link to the player profile, yeah. the player name. So we just didn't in that case. Um, of course, I say yes, we'll do that, and then I'm not actually writing that down for C.D. Moyer to do or anything. Maybe someday I'll remember to do that when I can actually do things. Second, he says, what artwork are you the least happy with? I saw the Malice of Forethought for the first time in ages the other day, and I have to say it's a little ugly. I think the artwork I'm the least happy with is probably uh, that of Thomas Kincaid, the painter of light. True. Um, I like that Brandon Bird, though, got painteroflight.com and Thomas Kincaid has not managed to go after him <laughs> didn't Thomas Kincaid's shit just kind of fall apart I think it did I think he went bankrupt he had been I think, uh, I think he had one of those uh, like a like a uh, Krispy Kreme thing where there was a there was a Thomas Kincaid store bubble yeah yeah but he started a lot he franchised to a lot of people Promising them that his artwork was so popular that all they had to do was buy this, you know, ridiculous minimum amount, minimum requirement of art, and people would flock to the store to buy it, and yeah, most of those ended up going under. You know, I feel like I've seen a lot of Thomas Kincaid artwork all over the place, but I don't know that I've ever met anyone who's bought one. Well, no, I, I would be surprised if we moved in those circles. Yeah, you think you think we'd have to hang out at like bridge clubs and shit. My uh, although I thought it was funny, my grandmother started painting when she was sixty three, and one of the things that she does is take Thomas Kincaid paintings and just copy them, and give them to family members. And apparently, they that she checked with the Kincaid estate, and they were cool with that. But I thought it was kind of funny, like an untrained. 65-year-old woman has no trouble replicating his amazing light painting. 
techniques. Mm. Do they do they look authentic? They do. She's pretty good. She did that picture of us that's in our living room. Mm-hmm. It's a the based on our wedding photo. Grandma's oh wait, game. I She's thought game. I was thinking of the the one with you guys when you were little kids jumping off of a burning building or something. She did that too. Yes. Onto a rope swing. That was yeah. over a swimming pool filled with sharks. Yeah, she takes a little artistic license. Yeah, that's true. Oh, because that that didn't actually happen. Well, the, the yeah, pool was. I thought full when you lived in the, in the south, your dad just would set up super sweet obstacle courses. Yeah, but it was full of piranha, and she decided that sharks were more had a little je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I guess sharks read better at that distance. If they have their glasses on. Uh, Giarch says, also, Seal Clubber related, what do you feel about changing the auto-hit aspect on the Seal Clubber thrust smack skill to also fire when you're using two one-handed clubs or a one-handed club with nothing in your offhand? Make things a little less irrelevant to everything. Um, well, I was with you until you described a current bonus as being irrelevant to everything because it doesn't apply to everything always all the time. Um, that's just one of those things. That makes me want to remove the auto-hit from two-handed clubs. <laughs> It's nice when people make it easy for you to ignore them. Uh, wart Hour 9. Wait, maybe that's War Tower 9? I thought Wart-o. it was wor- Warto War 9. It's like somebody who owes us warts. Yep. That's a debt I could probably stand to go the rest of my life without collecting. Yeah, I don't know why we're R9, but sure. But he, uh, he wants to know where the apples in KOL are. Yeah. There, yeah. The apples are in stereo. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, we're not into dudes, so we don't own any Apple products. Mm-hmm. Ademic says, which pony are you? Uh, I think I'm Bill, the pony from Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Um, I don't actually have an answer. Mm. Shit. I, 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 know, I took the pony that we all know. You did take the one pony that I knew. We were just talking about him the other day because we were talking about the uncreative names of certain things in Lord of the Rings. Right. I still think that Treebeard is more redundant. Because a tree and a beard are the same thing? Well, no, it's like, it's a big walking tree that has a beard. What shall we call it? Mm-hmm. Steve. Um, yeah, was there like a My Little Pony reboot or something? Yeah, it's a thing. Like... I read an article about it because somebody wrote this huge piece about how it's anti-feminist tripe to warp the minds of our young girls, spelled with a Y, so that they won't grow up into women, spelled with a Y. And then I read a rebuttal from the woman who created the show and and somehow managed to get it onto Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of cool, just watching someone beat, like verbally beat the shit out of the person who has taken way too many history of or history of women classes at the local community college. So that that's all I know about it is that uh uh-uh, uh it's totally not sexist and racist. Cool. You know, I saw a preview for the uh, Thundercats uh, reboot. What'd you think about that? It I, the preview looked kind of cool. I've never seen yeah. any. I've not. I have not seen even five seconds of the Thundercats. Really? Yeah, I've just never... I, I don't know, it was never on 
the during the like sort of it was never on the like sort of limited television that I had access to when I was the age that I would have watched Thundercats. Huh. Um, like during the times when there were Saturday morning cartoons, like the the things the things in that vein that I watched, I watched like uh, that that short lived uh, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Oh right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's toy commercials. I watched uh, Masters of the Universe. I watched the real Ghostbusters. How about Tiger Sharks? Uh, no. No, I've never even heard of that. There was an animation block that was all... Pretty much all things that were desperate to be Ninja Turtles, like the next Ninja Turtles. Mm. And one of them was the Tiger Sharks, and they were like... If I'm not mistaken, they were like cats and submarines. Hmm. Not like sharks that walked around on four legs like a cat. Well, three legs in the evening. Yeah, tiger sharks and street frogs were the two. Street (laughs) frogs? Street frogs. Those were just like some hippity-hopping hip-hop frogs. Oh, I see. They hip hip and they hop. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I remember being like... The first time I heard of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I remember thinking that that was like the funniest phrase that I had ever heard. Right. And being really excited about the phrase. And then I didn't actually encounter them in culture until much, much later. You didn't see any of the... You didn't watch that cartoon? No, I never did. I never did. I uh, I think that apart from like just see, you know seeing the toys or wherever, my actual first exposure to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the original Eastman and Laird comics. That's a the good Roy way to be. Game. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Oh, and the uh, the role playing game, the that uh, Steve I, was it Steve Jackson games. Quite possibly. It was pretty cool. It had a lot of tables and charts. Uh, before everybody who is also a Tiger Sharks fan writes in, the, it turns out no, they were people who then they had marine forms that they could transform into. Whoa. Yeah. All I remember is that the theme song was you got a tiger by the tail come on tiger sharks in order to take on their marine forms uh, did they have to uh, undergo a series of rigorous uh, rigorous beatings by Arlie Ermey yeah they did there was a whole boot camp montage every time wow that sucks that would be uh, that would lose a lot of its impact if it was censored for a G rating right you monkey fighting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't care about this My Little Pony nonsense. And I don't think. If I still had TV, I probably would check it out a little bit. Because people are saying this is one of those things that's better than its surroundings and you would think. They kind of like Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Lab kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A cartoon that adults have a reason to watch, you know? Having seen one episode of both of those shows, I don't really get it. No. I really enjoyed Powerpuff Girls back in the day. Yeah. You always had, a, I think, a, a, a higher threshold for that kind of stuff than I did. I, yeah, recessive gauging, maybe. You think? I don't know. I Like, I was watching all of the Disney animated movies when the like animation renaissance happened at Disney I was really into that even though I was way too old to be the target audience of those mm-hmm. and still to this day like 
I would rather watch a kid's movie probably than a grown-up movie. I don't know that I believe you. Well, like, when I... What gets me to go to a theater is more likely to be, like, Rango or, you know, Tangled or something, uh, you know, rather than, say, True Grit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to enjoy True Grit if I ever get around to seeing it, but... It was weird. I had this like two week period where I went to the movies five or six times. And then uh, this past weekend, I was like, hey, we should go to a movie. And then we looked through the list of movies that were available. And like, uh, no, no, we shouldn't. We've well, seen them Which, all. I think you've seen every movie that I was interested in seeing. Like Your Highness, <laughs> you said, was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, that's the thing. I feel like there were a bunch of good movies that came out, and then it's suddenly like, oh, yeah, I, this is what it's like when I look at what's playing. There's never even a single movie that I want to see. In this case, it's because I've already seen the good ones, I guess. You know, So I can't think, oh, well, we're back to just Hollywood churning out shit. What about Scream 4? Scream 4 opened this week. I, I think I saw the first Scream, huh. but I'm not positive. I definitely didn't see any of the others. I, I saw all three and enjoyed them. Yeah. I would see the fourth. I'll catch it on video. I forget at what point I stopped watching Saw. I stopped watching that at the trailer for the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, yeah I don't like torture porn. Huh. I get, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I do or not. Every like scene that I've seen from any of the Saw movies has just kind of reinforced my the correctness of my decision that the, these movies are not things I'm going to enjoy the thing is I enjoy the setup I do not enjoy the resolution hmm. right like I would I think I would enjoy just as much a book of like diagrams of the traps that he builds <laughs> uh, right and just it, like it's that kind of thing where, like, the idea of it, all right, that's, like, just horrifying enough to be interesting, right? right. But I don't actually want to watch somebody get all cut up. Yeah. Right? That's the point where I'm just like, ah, come on, get to the next one. Just get to the next one. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody's made a YouTube cut for you. I've seen one that's just every death in the series, huh. but not one that's every setup. I wonder if somebody has made, like, a pop-up book. <laughs> Maybe I should check it like Toys R Us, see if they made a pop-up book. Hey, excuse me, I've been browsing your pop-up book section for an hour now, and I can't find the Saw books. The what? Yeah, you know, the, the movie, Saw. Whatever. Stetherell says, Are there any plans to update the art for the six character classes, both male and female versions? I'm loving all the revamps so far, and I'm super excited for the Valhalla revamp. Keep up the great work. Now, I would not be able to do that in a way that's satisfied anybody. I feel like in the history of MMOs, there are, uh, there are a bunch of cases where people will say, who have experience doing this kind of thing, that you cannot change the way that people look. Like, you are just fucking shit up for people, no matter how much of an improvement it is. Like, because you're... And I'm not I'm not going to go so far as to say that people who play KOL identify with their avatars. Right. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, I think that the, the, the sort of nature of KOL, where you're not actually ever represented in any sort of context by an avatar, makes it more of a thing where it's you playing the game. 
Right, which is you know? probably why people get so mad when they're not gay. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I thought about doing this thing. Speaking of which, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if I actually talked to you about this. I, uh, when I was doing the tavern, uh, that zone in the tavern, I thought of putting in a choice adventure where you basically had to say, like, I like boys or I like girls or I like both boys and girls or I don't like boys or girls right. just so that it would only throw unwanted sexual advances at you in the, in the monster queue. <laughs> um, but I, I honestly, I couldn't decide whether that was funny or not. And I couldn't decide whether it was worth like, <sighs> I think with shit like that, like the whole dragon age to kerfluffle demonstrates that you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right. right. And, I don't know if making fun of that both pisses off the people who are like, look, there's no place in this game for a declaration of my character's sexual proclivities. And then how dare you poke fun at the fact that I roleplay my character as a homo. And then uh, some other people that I can imagine being mad for other reasons. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how do you, how do you of, feel about that? I don't remember if I've actually talked to you about it. No, yeah, so I don't remember talking about it on the air. The kind of person that is going to be more than just merely bummed out that they can't make that choice is going to be enraged that they make that choice solely so we can fuck with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, yes, it would be totally funny, but probably not to the, the people that we're looking to entertain. Yeah, well, I mean, mostly I'm looking to entertain myself when when I... Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was that was what actually gave me pause. I was like, all right, I want to do this because I think it's funny. And a lot of the times when I'm evaluating things, I have to think, okay, do I think this is funny as the guy that's making this, or do I think that this would be funny if I was the guy experiencing it? Right. Um, you know, it's just, that's, that's the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of the time I will go up my own ass on some game mechanic thing because I am interested in the way that the mechanic plays out across the population and sort of lose sight of the fact that it is not fun for an individual person. Right. Right. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I've been trying to, been trying to move away from that kind of thing and, and I have done a fairly good job, I think, but, uh, yeah, same, same rules can be applied to humor. I think, I don't know, you know, uh, it's hard for me to imagine redrawing the class guys, even though I don't really like them. They are, uh, if anything is iconic, they are iconic. I can, you know, do an unlockable thing. We but should, it's uh, one, uh, you know, that's the thing. Like, somebody coming in from zero is not going to appreciate a better quality stick figure than the original stick figures, right? Because there's, to the majority of the people who are evaluating things like this, there's no such thing as a good quality stick figure. Right. What we need to do is just redraw everything in the game as pixel art. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, kids, it's made of pixels now. Well, yeah, but the kids these days, what they like in, like, retro art is something that looks like maybe like a Super Nintendo. Sure. We should also redo the game as a uh, two-dimensional scrolling platformer. Cool, yeah, let's do that. Um, we can put in some shit where, like, it's totally a commentary about how you feel about life when your wife gets pregnant and then loses the baby. 
Yeah. But it'll just yeah. be like a two-dimensional platformer where you're like shooting arrows at spiders and shit, right? But mm -hmm. the subtext will elevate it to the level of art. I'm going to uh, elevate my brain to the level of a brain that has had a beer poured into it. Yeah. I mean, not like directly into my brain. No, you should. I'm going to de-level my bladder from full bladder to empty bladder. So uh, we'll be back in a little bit, folks, is what we're trying to say. And we're back. Cool. How's it going, a, buddy? We're on a dead milkman kick. That's what we're on. I've been on a dead milkman kick. I just finally got uh, Bucky Fellini onto the iPod and was listening to it this afternoon. And yeah, good God, that is some good stuff. It's a really good album. <clears throat> I, uh, I bought their new one and I listened to it once and I haven't listened to it again since. I should give it another shot. Yeah, I mean, you gotta figure, like, we we like the old stuff because we've listened to it 80 times. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a... I don't know, you know... Give it a shot. The, I'm actually gonna hop down to the bottom of the, uh... the bottom of the radio bugbear, or the, the forum thread for a second. <clears throat> uh, Go you. Just, this is relevant. Uh, AFN33282. Um... So many good things in life fall off. Now the onion has shat the floor. Any provisions to make sure that you don't jump the shark, or are you just trusting in your innate goodness and good taste? Love. Um, it's weird, right? I feel like with Saturday Night Live, everybody believes that Saturday Night Live dramatically fell off in quality at some point, and everybody believes it's a different point at which that happens. Yeah, Simpsons too. <clears throat> Um, I wonder, though, if you looked at, like, a scatter plot of when people... Like, in my mind, Saturday Night Live has been kind of cyclical, right? I would believe they'll that. Get some, they'll get some new blood and some new writers, and it'll be good again for a while. But you never know, right? Like, maybe the times when you think it was really good, it was just because all you've seen is the, is the episodes and the skits that were good enough to rerun. Sure. What do you think about The Onion? I will still occasionally pop in and read it. And now that I'm in a city where the magazine's available on newsstands around about, I'll grab it and read through it. I don't think that it's any less funny, to be honest. To, to be honest. To be honest. To be, on, to be onerous. I think that the layout of the website has changed so much that it's actively hostile towards trying to read it. I know that there was at least a point where it changed in a way that made me believe that that was true. Right. Um, at some point, I went there and I was like, uh, you know, I'm not going back to this website anymore. And I think, you know, if you read something every week that's written by the same people, eventually you're going to get tired of it. Possibly. Right? Even if the content doesn't actually decline in quality, like, nothing stays interesting forever. Sure. And I just wonder how much of it is that. You know, there are things like, I think that I would probably look at all of the stat shots or whatever. Right? Right. That's the thing. I never really read the articles in The Onion. You know, you'd read the headlines, you'd read the shorts. Yeah, I would read the short ones, but usually not the big long ones. Every great once in a while there was something that was funny. But for the most part, that stuff, I, you know... It's like I get that those writers got to justify their existence. You know, it, it can't be your week's work that you wrote six sentences, no matter how good those sentences are. Uh -huh. um, but, you know. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I listened to that uh, This American Life about the writer's room at The Onion. It was pretty good. I forget what the episode is called, but I actually had I actually paid a dollar for an episode of This American Life. Wow. Because I had time, and I was like, I really want to listen to this now, but they, you can only get the most recent episode for free? Huh. And you can always do that. If you remember every week, or if you, if you use fucking iTunes and subscribe to it, you get every episode of This American Life for free. But if you weren't paying attention one week, then you don't have it. And that was one week when I wasn't paying attention, but I really wanted to listen to it. So I'm like, you know, I guess I have to give Ira Glass a dollar. And that's okay. Maybe he can use it to get his sinuses fixed. Yeah. He could get one of those things that they wore in Sphere. Those things that go on your neck and make your voice deeper. Right. I think Ira Glass, Ira Flato, and Peter Siegel are the same guy. Flato Glass? Yeah. Ira Glass, Ira Flato, and Fimo Beads. Fimo Beads? I know that guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Dick Move. Right. But I think uh, the, the, the whole... I don't really believe that things just necessarily have to fall off in quality. Like, every time They Might Be Giants puts out an album, I don't think, God, they should have quit while they were ahead. I think, hey, cool, maybe this one will be awesome. And, you know, The Spine was, in my opinion. The Else wasn't. They're about to put out a new one, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, see, I mean, that's one where I just kind of quit paying attention. Yeah. Although, a lot of people, by, when I got into R.E.M. and was like, wow, everything, every R.E.M. album is great, there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, the first three R.E.M. albums were great, and the, the other seven that you really like are after they stopped being good. Yeah, it's the same thing with the Mountain Goats. The people say, since I started listening after he stopped recording everything on a really shitty four-track recorder that what I'm listening to is the, the post, you know, the, the post-orgasmic chill. But, uh... Which w- is, uh, uh... Is that song, I'm Gonna Make It Through This Year If It Kills Me, a, la- a latter day or an early? That is a latter day. Okay. And because so that is... The, so is the... I Dreamt of a House Haunted by All You Tweakers. I mean, I, I think that that This Year song is probably my favorite Mountain Goat song, and I would not have ever noticed that it was characteristically different than the early stuff. Uh-huh. So, yeah, fuck those people. They're wrong. The new Mountain Goats album is really good. I need to get those uh, so that I can listen to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's got he's got that annoying voice that I like in my musicians. Yeah, there's very little affect going on. Yeah, I kind of like that he's just, you know, he's just talking, but with his voice modulated. Yeah, he's, he's talking in pitch. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Why do I think that's so much more sincere than things that actually are are to convey emotion? <laughs> Maybe because things that are meant to convey emotion can't possibly the thousandth time you do them. Right. I, I don't know. Personally, I think as a as a person yourself, who is not very emotionally demonstrative, you're mistrustful that somebody who is is being genuine. Like, mm. how could that dude possibly be singing the song and crying in front of me if he really meant it? He must be putting on an act. 
How could that guy be that nice? uh, He's probably just a dick who's having me on. Having me on his television show. Yeah. Having you you on, having you off, beating you off? Yeah, he's probably just a dick who's beating me off. (laughs) Yep. Um, I don't know. You know, there are a lot of people who would say that KOL just keeps getting worse. Right, and those are people who've been playing for a really long time. Sure. Um, and why are they still playing? You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, I played that years ago." There are a lot. What frustrates me is there's a lot of people who are like, "Oh yeah, I played that game years ago. There wasn't much to it." I'm like, "Ah, uh, you should come back." You know, yeah. nobody's ever going to believe that. You, you can, can never. Say, I, you never I get a second chance to make a first impression. Yeah, it would be nice if we could make some second impressions. And, you know, we see somebody posted on our Facebook that they had just started playing KOL. And we're enjoying the shit out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was nice to see, like, at Columbus this past year, there was a group of, I think, four or five people who were whose accounts were, like, a couple of months old. Mm-hmm. And there are people coming back. Alice's Army brought people back. That was cool. Mm. Speaking of which, Baxland says, So, since I got a VIP key this month, I've been enjoying the Alice content between the Glass and Alice's Army, so I was wondering, who's the driving force on the Alice content and why? I assume, Jick, though that isn't necessarily the case, and it's, uh, and is it because you like Alice, slash it's a good place to mine for crazy content, slash something else? Not that I'm complaining mine, I happen to love Wonderland Looking Glass, so it's pretty, so more is pretty much always better. I mean, I, like, I tend to, like... Everybody steps out of their wheelhouse every once in a while, but I tend to drive systems, and Scully tends to drive flavor, right? Right. So well, in with this the- case, I drove it by making that familiar a March hair, and Alice in Wonderland theming it, and then we did it again the next year with the Mad Hat rack, and then it just might as well be a tradition, you know? Because yeah, those those frameworks make it easier. I think the whole having the mirror and having, you know, putting almost all of Alice in Wonderland we could shove in in there was your idea, though. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of want to... I, I made that pretty big for for an item of the month. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool, though. Oh, yeah. I was just looking through it again because the because of that mention, and yeah, the, this text is funny, and this art is great. I really like the wasp and a wig. The, uh, because, the uh, fucking uh, yeah, and so speaking of which, loving the tea party text, whoever that was from, some great stuff in there. Jesus Christ, there was some good stuff in there. That was awesome because I I was not sweet. expecting the sort of volume or just effortless quality of that work. Just you know, I mean, you yeah. haven't had your dick sucked in a while. You know, since, <laughs> How do you know? since your since your TV tray broke. Yeah, well, since I stopped eating eggs. Is that what you call it? <laughs> so yeah, by eating eggs, I mean since I got so fat that I can't reach my mouth with my penis, mm. or at least my goatee. You know, I've been listening to Advice Hot Dog, and you guys do a lot of callbacks, and so I think uh-huh. you know I, I'm trying to to add that in. I'm actually caught up on Advice Hot Dog. Oh yeah, that's good. How, how are you enjoying it? It's you know I don't want to be up on your nuts or anything, but. It's kind of dangerous to listen to when I'm, like, lifting weights, because laughing when you're in the middle of, like, lifting something heavy is not something you want to do. Mm-hmm. And there have there have been chuckles. The, the only problem I have is I want to, like, rebut some of the shit that you say. Yeah, but, of course you, know, you do. But we don't want to bring, you know, cross-pollinate or anything. Sure we do. 
Uh, no, we don't. Maybe you're you're going to talk about how it's not ever okay to have sex with a woman. Yeah. Only if you are a woman yourself. Because mm-hmm. then you understand. <laughs> it's, uh, sure. Azulian writes, I think we need more low-level clubs. They're pretty sparse before level 6. I think uh, the absence of a decent PvP system makes clubs pretty sparse at all levels in this game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> May is just around the corner thinking of nifty ideas for the item of the month. Yeah. I got an idea that I like. That is a cool idea. I like it. A ton of work, you know. I think we can rock that out. Like we do. Um, Jurachifly says... A different item to put in the palindrome would be a fig. You'd have to make original art for it, of course, because it would be a fig gif. Lovely. Fixer says, why is it I always think of good questions for this right... Uh, or, sorry, why is it... Ugh. Why is it I always think of good questions for this the night before King posts the thread, and why don't I ever write them down? You, you, need, a, you need an, an iPad. iPad. That makes yeah. it easy to write things down. Keep it next to your bed, because there's no other way that you would ever be able to write things down. Well, if you had a a Moleskine. Oh, that's right. Is it Moleskine? Moleskine? Dude, I don't know. I call it Moleskine. Yeah, because it's it's actually made out of that, like, chocolate meat sauce from Mexico. Yeah. It's, well, you leave that sitting out and there's a skin on top of it. Right. But because it's Mexican, they call it a skine. A skine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Stupak says the curb looks cool. Yay! It does. I although the I have a soft spot for the original ghouls. You do the gwals. Yeah, the the new ghouls are slick, but uh, you know they lost a little of their lo-fi charm. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Debatus Tick says it's been almost five years since the third guild quest ever actually did anything. Would you consider maybe even getting rid of it completely, or are there plans to actually do something with it someday? Yeah, you know that's in this whole like early stuff revamping thing. I kind of lost sight of the fact that I very much wanted to do that. It, the stuff that I want to do with the guild opening stuff is just probably an afternoon's work for me. I just need to do it, um, but I just keep forgetting about it. I, I ran what I wanted to do by everybody, and nobody had any objections to it. So I'm like, all right, that's a good sign that this is either uh, so complicated that nobody understands it, uh, close enough to payday that nobody wants to piss me off, right. or an okay idea. So. Uh, Zarufen1 says, what's the craziest weather you guys get around this time? In northwestern PA, we've gotten snow, rain, and warm sunshine all within probably the last two weeks. Seems to change daily. We'll have one day of sunshine, then a week of rain, then snow, then another day of sun. Are other states this crazy around this seasonal transition, or is PA just a terrible place? Oh, about the worst. We had a we had it was like a hundred, and then it got down to like the forties, and then it was back up a hundred. This the the weather recently has been a some bitch here. We're we had like three or four days where the temperature was almost seventy, and it was all sunny, and then it dropped to like forty and snowed and then was 40 degrees for a couple days while the snow got all shitty and melted and it was 50 for a couple of days and now it's going to be in the like high 30s for a couple of days and fucking snowing that's gross man yeah this is ridiculous it's um it sucks here because it's still too cold to swim but it's too hot to not swim yeah that's uh 
Sounds like a hell of a whatever. Yeah. Uh, Light Ninja says, seems that all this talk about changing in-game PvP is once again started up after Alice's Army was rolled out. Have you began working on it somewhat? Is it going to be anything like Alice's Army, then will stuff like Flower Count become useless? Uh, well, there's been a prototype in place for like a year and a half. That was one of the first things C.D. Moyer did. Um, but that one, that model sort of got held up in held up in, in fighting. Uh, I've, I've written up a new sort of separate but equal... <laughs> you might say. Um, it, it ran into a lot of problems because what we were trying to do was adapt all of the regular class skills into PvP skills. And it was like, alright, well, we're just going to make these skills do a different thing. And we came up with ideas for a lot of them, but it was it was sort of like less fun than just coming up with new stuff and harder to kind of get it and things to fall into boxes that made sense. Um, so... Yeah, I, I've given C.D. Moyer a new set of things that honestly should probably only take a couple days for him to uh, put into the prototype that already exists. You know, it's just there's always a million other things. Um, this inventory shit is pretty slick, and it's probably going to roll out tomorrow. So, slick shit tomorrow. You heard it here first. Um, Did you write I that down on the whiteboard? What? what? Did you write that down on your whiteboard? Slick shit tomorrow? Yes. Um, I don't know what to do with the existing PvP minigames. I know there is a population that would be sad and would feel like they had done a bunch of work for nothing if those became just totally irrelevant. But, like, the contortions that I had to go through to make them interesting when we first started talking about this, we're, like, not uh, very satisfying to me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with those. I really don't. Um, I Honestly, I don't know how many people care. Uh, and so I don't know, you know, to what extent that should be a priority in terms of, like, keeping people happy. And Nick Ajou says, tonight's the first night of Passover. Have either of you ever been to a cedar, the traditional Passover meal? Uh, I've eaten things that were stored in a cedar chest. Right, right. I've eaten, were, like, uh, a cedar-smoked plank of fish. I've also I've eaten a snow cone uh, made from snow falling on cedars. Oh, did you have, like, Smilla's sense of snow to lead you there? I did, I did. Were, were there she knew where to, she knew where to find snow? the good snow. Right, the, uh, the, uh, yeah. You know I have done a full Passover meal because my dad used to do it in church. He would do a like a <clears throat> model Passover in front of the church and explain how the Jews were celebrating Jesus and they didn't even know it and stuff. Yeah. Huh. Well, you know, like, see, this is symbolic of Jesus's, you know, left hand, and the Jews didn't even know that, but they celebrate Passover anyway. I mean, it uh, wasn't like mean- stupid fucking Jews or anything. You know, it was more. The well, Jews, it would almost the, seem, the, the I mean, Messiah it a, that the Jews are looking for is Jesus was the the, the whole mm-hmm. upshot of the thing. I mean, I would almost, I would almost interpret that as like a kind of a kind of a backhanded uh, lesson in tolerance, right? The Jews have the right idea; they just they just don't even know it. <laughs> their, their execution is lacking someone. Right. Um, what's this, what's it like? And you know, it's some food. And, some things that 
are deliberately bad tasting and some that are like unleavened bread is just pretty much a cracker mm-hmm. there the was wine yeah it was alright yeah sure uh, Erich says, Russian ice gives a great stat alternative for muscle classes that don't get coconut shells. Will there be the same alternative for other classes? Uh, yeah, because that's what we were doing there. We were giving an alternative uh, to something for something that doesn't get something. Yep. It was on purpose. F of X says, Epic Mealtime made a meat car and then they ate it. And he links to a YouTube video that I shouldn't watch. What's Epic Mealtime? I do not know. That's might something be something new kids cool. enjoy on the internet. Uh, Scarfidin says, what's with this lack of trivial updates? Discounting the one we had today, it's been two months since the last one. Was everything that went on in that time period just non-trivial? Not to complain, I just enjoy hearing about the trivial stuff. I get out of the habit of just posting what... I mean, like, when I do, like, you know, today was like a bug fix, and I'm like, you know, people... Like, a bunch of people encountered that. People might notice that, you know, and, like, it's possible that somebody is, like, trying to do this thing on purpose, so I ought to make a note of the fact that that's been fixed, because... That's, you know, yeah, I don't know, man. I almost, now that it's going out on Twitter feeds, I almost don't want to get too mm. enthusiastic about it, but I feel like, you know, every day something gets done that changes the game in a way that it has at least as much impact as the least effective trivial update we've ever done. So <laughs> maybe I ought to just do it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was those things, unless there's any new posts since I loaded this last. I, uh, I stopped for a second to wonder, wait, am I still connected to the internet? I think you are. Fred Levi says, I'm just saying, your comparison to Oprah and Playboy magazine, which happened ages ago, sorry about taking so long on replying to that, has no merit. Hugh Hefner isn't on the cover of every issue of Playboy because it's Playboy magazine, not Hugh Hefner magazine. Find me an eponymous magazine that does not have the person it's named after on the cover of every issue, and then you'll have a case. Find me a single uh, other eponymous magazine, right? Uh, well, uh, there's that magazine that's published by our good friend Gentleman Quarterly. That's true. <laughs> Gentleman Quarterly sounds like, you know, the guy who's going to be searching for the lost cities of gold. Mm-hmm. An old serial series of serial. Uh, there's, uh, there are those brothers, uh, Guns and Ammo. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's uh, Sharon Stone's brother, Rowling, has that magazine. Forbes. Yeah, yes. I guess Forbes. <laughs> it's, does that, that doesn't have Steve Forbes or Fred Forbes or Fred Phelps on the cover, which I totally Forbes, should. Forbes magazine does, however, always have Fred Durst on the cover, which is weird. Right. Oh, I mean, Cream <laughs> was uh, published by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> it was. Doesn't have him on the cover. Gentlemen Quarterly and Entertainment Weekly were actually two fellow adventurers. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, they were they they predated photographs, so right. they're gonna. Uh, there's a American McGee's brother, uh, National Geographic. <laughs> okay, this this isn't particularly funny. Uh, I mean, it it is not a magazine about Oprah, though, right? Like, in in a way, it's a magazine that's all about Oprah. 
in a way, every magazine is about Oprah. <laughs> Oprah is inside right. all of us. And the smile I mean, of every I guess child. I guess you're right. There's like you know, say a brief supplemental sister publication to Tiger Beat that is like Super Bieber fan magazine or whatever. Right. That's always going to have Super Bieber. Um, are there any other eponymous magazines, man? I don't know. I think we got to let that shit go. Yeah. Casey Wiederman is curious about the Valhalla revamp. Do you want to talk about oh, yeah. that at all? Is he bi-curious about the Valhalla revamp? He probably is. Um, you know, not much has changed since the last we spoke of it, so it's, uh, no, not really. Okay. Well, continue to be uh, curious about it. Funny poster I saw on an episode of Tripping the Rift, gun control means using both hands. I think we talked about this before. That's a, uh, that's the kind of, like, you want it when humor that, yeah. Did you ever go to a gun show? No. I uh, frequently ask people if they have their tickets to my personal gun show. Mm Mm-hmm. But I haven't actually been to one, because I really don't give a shit about firearms one way or the other. Yeah, there's all kinds of cool shit at gun shows that's not firearms, though. Are there knives? Are there a bunch of knives I could buy? There are tons of knives. There are a lot, like, it's actually... And I I will say this to all of our listeners, it is worth going to a gun show. Hmm. A big one. Go to a big one once, because there's all kinds of cool shit there. Like, huh. if you wanted to see like a big display of like martial arts weapons for sale, you have your choice of ten such big displays. <laughs> what right? if I don't? Like, sure, I guess you don't. There's a lot of like interesting antique stuff. There's a lot of like, you know, military heirlooms. I guess they're not heirlooms because they're not like in a family or whatever. But there, there is a bunch of cool shit. There's a bunch huh. of cool shit there, even if you don't care about actual guns. You know, my <clears throat> my sword that I got for my JIT costume, that came from a gun show. Sure. Would you, uh, should I also go to a boat show? Uh, no. Okay. I understand I, that there are titties at the boat show. Are there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marvin the Drunk says, tell Jack and Scully that this conversation sounds like a giant sexual innuendo. <laughs> I know that's not about this conversation, but I'm sure it still applies. Yeah, we're, uh, the sexual tension you could cut with a knife. With a knife, you could cut it. Uh, Fred Levi says, every day with Rachel Ray magazine also has Rachel Ray on the cover of every issue. Hmm. She's that chick that had that tragic accident where they had to sew her shoulders straight to her jawbone, right? Oh, yeah, did she, uh... She's, maybe that Zoe Saldana got her extra neck. Yeah, I think the two of them should probably mate and film it for science. Wait, so is Rachel Ray somebody who's attractive that you think is not attractive? She's, I mean, she's the hottest chef on TV. So, you know, she's the tallest jockey in that particular arena. But she, she does have a freakishly... Uh, she, she's high-shouldered, I would say, to the point that I can't even pay attention to what she's saying because just the shoulders are so high. Is this picture of her, like, in a bra licking something off of a spoon for real? I doubt it. She, like, <laughs> she like a whore? Is she a whore? No, she's not a whore. She's a... Uh, that's... That's a shop. I can tell by the pixels, and I've seen a few shops in my time. Oh, yeah? Rachel Ray did not actually appear in FHM. 
licking huh. chocolate off of a spoon. I would hope not. But few people know that that is um, Phineas Hieronymus Masterson's magazine. Eh, he does not appear on the cover. He does not. Uh, nor does he spell Phineas correctly. He doesn't. I Any suppose I, sh- I could have said Frederick, do. but I didn't. Um, <clears throat> what was that? I saw somebody somebody had posted I don't remember which one of the people that I follow on Twitter but it was there once was a man from Fort Bend whose limericks tended to end suddenly yeah. funny. Zortag says any plans for new raffle house items the current items are quite well saturated in the market and it would be neat to have some new stuff there yeah I don't know it's like we eventually get to like a critical mass of people bitching about how we should put new shit in the raffle house right. and then that gets us thinking about it so then when we're thinking hey what should we do let's put some stuff in the raffle house it happens I don't know man I don't know we need you know we need some sort of world event we need some sort of earth shaking we need something that shakes the very foundations of heaven oh yeah let's get on that actually let's Captain Spam says, hey, Jick, you've always said you hated large number RPGs. Why not make a joke item whose enchantment is plus 1,500% numbers, where all the numbers in the kingdom are just arbitrarily inflated? Only cosmetically, of course. You know, that is the kind of thing where it would be a tremendous amount of work, and I would probably fuck it up in such a way that it actually increased uh, one of the numbers 1,500-fold in some important capacity and ruined everything. That's what it should do. Uh, Linguini Lad asks if he needs to have advanced sauce crafting in order to discover salsa de las epocas. Uh, weird. He's also noticed that slash wizards is the new slash newbie, meaning they're very helpful and answer your questions almost immediately. Uh huh, okay. And please. Uh, I do. I have that on listen. And it's a nice place to go and hear people. Are there new kids in there, though? How do new kids find that shit? I think that there's a, I don't know, I think there's a group that I haven't seen before, and maybe if you go in there and ask a question, they help you out. Nice bunch of folks in there. Newbie's not that bad, man. Newbie's not that bad. All right, okay, so uh, I must have been talking about this. Azu links to a picture of the baby on the Nevermind album cover, who now looks like a giant douche. (laughs) Well, like, of course he's not going to look like a baby anymore. That would be kind of weird. It would be weird. Of the Hill People says, Dear Jake and Company, accents break links posted in chat. Frickin' noob programmers. Yeah, we always forget that uh, the Viva Mask broke links for a long time. Um, and I also, you know, I like the fact that you can do the, like, you know, HTTP colon slash slash fuck dot you dot Crovax uh, to... <laughs> Uh, properly communicate through a jaw bruiser. Ernie R says, "Please explain Shundle Grunt." Uh, it wasn't Shundle Grunt; it was Grundleshunt. Uh, yeah, I can explain Shundle Grunt by saying it's a spoonerism of Grundleshunt. So yes, okay, take it away. Good explanation. Now you know uh, because somebody said something about a paradigm shift, and I uh, made a joke about a perineum shift, <laughs> and. And then a taint slide and a grunt. <laughs> a grundle shot. 
and I was really tired, and so we giggled a lot about the Grundleshund, and I had to I had to step back and let somebody else read the questions for a while because every time I started speaking, I would just laugh again at Grundleshund. That was the show that we recorded at like fucking midnight on a day when I had gotten up at seven, which is you know I know I know you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear me complaining about getting up at the crack of seven a.m. That's that's when I get up for the most part. Yeah. Uh, huh. Dread Pirate Roberts one says, assuming the PvP revamp ever comes, will it have any relevance to the lifetime minis such as White Canadians, Flowers, etc.? I would really hate to have wasted the last four years. See, it's that, it's that sort of uh, a balanced and and uh, and even tempered uh, treatment of these kind of notions, like the fact that us making it so those things were no longer relevant would mean that you have wasted the last four years. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what to do. Right, Janili says, can the conditionally intrinsic effects like those on the Juju mask be made like Kung Fu Hustler and only disappear if you start a combat without a Juju? Though I guess that might make it exploitable in the Hidden Temple, but you can get around that if you really wanted. I, I don't remember how those work. I think they go away properly now. I don't think that they need to change because of any reason. Um, Linguini Lad says, Bugger feature, when I name my bugbear Spartacus, it turns it upside down. After I change familiars and back to it, its name becomes this clusterfuck. Yeah, uh, we decided that that looked enough like the things that the bugbear did on purpose that it wasn't worth fixing. <laughs> the code for naming familiars does some weird shit because that was from early in the days of me writing code to clean up strings and it was before much of that failed to be standardized and so every once in a while we still do some shit that results in like high ASCII getting into things that people can see and fucking it all up in their browser Evangelion Q says can you add another high lucre count item to the bounty hunter perhaps another auto hardcore perm skill book that allows you to play keep away from unwanted monster encounters yeah I think the way to deal with uh, people's feelings about olfaction is to make something that takes even longer and is just as important totally that's what I think uh, Frankenbean says can the name of our lunch thief during the casting of lunch break uh, be made into a link to that user's profile uh, yeah, it's another one of those things where, remember earlier in the show when I told you uh, that I often forget to make those things links to other players? That was my That's favorite it. part of the show. Oh, yeah? Thank you for See, taking like me back part, there. I like the part when we were bonding over our our uh, mutual failure to understand why people thought that Sucker Punch was so bad. That was good, too. Those were good times. Whatever Mr. Skullet, I enjoy, I enjoy every moment of our time together. Yeah, but so it's, much that you have to it's like favorite. asking which is your favorite baby. I mean, you know, clearly it's the oldest male, but you can't tell him that. Right. Which is your favorite baby? Is it your oldest male? It is. I gotta say. Which is your favorite email? Is it your oldest one? It's my oldest baby. Uh, let's see. Swamp Monster says, stop saying what the radio show is about. You've been doing it for over six years. And uh, and fascinatingly, we never, ever get any new listeners. All of the people who listen uh, to the show every time, um, they, they, they've been listening for six entire years, and so they always know. Yeah. In other words, bite me, Swamp Monster. How about that? Hey, have you ever watched that Swamp People television show? No, I... What? 
I saw a preview for it on... You know what? It was one of those like pre-preview commercial things that they play. So maybe you don't have this there because it's a different theater chain or whatever. But it's apparently some reality show about some people that live in a swamp and they like hunt gators. Interesting. Actually, not, yeah. not that interesting. I think the, the reason why historically we haven't had art based on just observing real people is that real people are kind of fucking boring. Yeah, and the ones that live in swamps and don't have teeth and spend all their time hunting gators. So you, what you do is you take their boring-ass lives and you write stories about them and you film them with actors. I don't know if that would work. And it seems like it would cost a lot because those unions, those unions, they drive up actors' salaries to levels that nobody can sustain. Teachers, too. Uh, Artie Ephraim says, Hey guys, finally got to check out the awesome Crypt revamp. Very nice. Also noticed that Drunken Super Adventures look exactly like stuff on the Nintendo 3DS. Incredible. Just kidding, Nintendo. Your 3DS works okay. <clears throat> yeah. Stupid 3D. ChefBob27 says, Why is Faxbot disabled? I don't think Faxbot's disabled. It's not. Pantsless gave it a, a custom title that said disabled. That's funny. Should we let people do that? We should let Pantsless do that. <clears throat> okay. Sure, Pantsless can do it. No, you can't. And if you say that's not fair, it's because life is not fair. Linguini Lad says, What happens if you equip a sword, get wang, get jawbroken, talk like a pirate, use a red pill, wear a V-mask, and get hit with a snowball all at once? Um, I think that there are some precedents or rules that make it so not... like. Only certain combinations of chat effects can run at the same time. There's a lot of things that would really break if we let too many chat effects go at once. Because they would, like... I mean, not the least of the problems is that the more of those you add, the longer the string gets. And so it eventually just shits broken HTML out into people's chat panes. Um... Razorpack says, there's a new Doctor Who series starting this week, and they make each new uh, intro episode open to newcomers. Can you be convinced to check it out? No. I would have to have television, which I don't, and also I would have to be at all interested in uh, giving Doctor Who a chance, which I'm not. That's so, sorry. Sorry, buddy. I'm going to keep Doctor Who on my, one of these days, I'm going to watch some of that list. Mm-hmm. Are you going to watch every episode? No, I think I'm just going to start with the... I'm going to start wherever my younger sister tells me to start, because she's been into it. Really? Did she watch the old, like, the original ones? No, she... she See, she started watching it at, at some point after that, so she can tell me when to start. Mm. But, I mean, was she into it, like, when she was a kid, or is she only into it because of the, because of the remakes? Because of the... No... I wouldn't say remake, I'd say new they series. They rebooted it. I mean, I, I guess that is a show that has a built-in reboot mechanism. Right. Which is kind of clever of them, if you think about it. Sure. I mean, there aren't many shows that have run for 40 years, right? Are there any? The Simpsons. Is Doctor Who the longest-running show? Yeah, The Simpsons. Well, they keep replacing them with different families. Uh, Circle Master Rowan says, "Will old Loths ever have a comeback in the future?" I don't know what that means. Does that old loathing ish, the Fodies? 
right. I don't know. <clears throat> wow, have we gotten to the we've gotten to the end of the uh, radio bug bear questions? This okay. never happens. Thy wicked one says new raffle house prizes, please. Fortunately, we've gotten to the end of the show too. Tomato Bob says, hipster affectations, wearing seasonally slash environmentally inappropriate scarves all the time. Yeah, that's something I'm never going to do. I've never worn a scarf, and I never will wear a scarf. I don't care whether it's appropriate or inappropriate or what. That is some nonsense. I never liked wearing a scarf until the guys in London taught me to take a long scarf and fold it in half kind of double it over and then make like a little noose around your neck with it because then it actually served the purpose of like keeping your neck warm when you're wearing a peacoat right do you think that i mean do you have this problem where your neck is always too cold because i've never had that problem even once like when i'm wearing my wool coat the buttons on the coat start around about sternum level so yeah the the neck parts get a little chilly hmm huh just say that's not a thing that's ever happened to me. Of course, I do live in a place that is a billion degrees all the time. <laughs> right. At 100 degrees, you've never had a cold neck. Have you tried moving to the surface of the sun, Mr. Skullhead? Maybe what it is is that the the oils that I secrete evaporate and leave my neck cold, whereas you're the, the weird guy who doesn't have any secretions. That's true. So you're still... You're like The same reason that I need to wear scarves is that it's the same thing that I need to use soap, right? Right. Right, because you're not filthy. No, because I am filthy, and you're not. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You're that, like, I can't wear scarves. Okay, I always just have a filth scarf that right. builds up naturally because of my failure to shower or use soap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, filth scarves. Ladies and well, gentlemen, the seems filth like scarves. Go to places I need to end the show. Yep. Gosh, <laughs> yeah, show. People with your shows. All right, um, good night, everybody. We'll see you next week.